0: Music, Hope, Word, and Prayer, a podcast of rich music, hopeful prayer, and inspiring meditations with East Brentwood Presbyterian Church, a community church in the greater metropolitan area of Nashville, Tennessee. We are a faith community made up of a loving, welcoming family of believers in honest conversation with God. We seek to emulate the ministry of Jesus through compassionate service, with stimulating and relevant exploration of God's Word, and by sharing that Word and God's many blessings with our neighbors in Middle Tennessee and around the world.
1: Welcome to today's podcast episode. I'm John Hilly, pastor at East Brentwood Presbyterian Church, and joining me is... Nate Strasser, hello. Hey, Nate. Um, hey, it's good to be here behind the microphone, and today we're talking about um, the divine spark in... Um, in our lives and in the life of the church, each year the church celebrates something called Pentecost, which we feature in today's message and music. Yeah, welcome back from Guatemala, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for holding down the fort last week. You know, it's it's crazy with technology. I was down in a Guatemala City. I was snaking through in a van uh, through uh, traffic on a busy Guatemala City road, and I was watching the churches uh, in real time, uh, uh, live stream service. Yeah, you can watch it, um, you can find it anytime on East Brentwood PC. And it really well, it's a lot of fun. Uh, do you have any good stories from your time that down in Guatemala? Yeah, yeah. So, let's see. Uh, you know, I was talking about watching you all on a uh, on live stream and so uh I'm just a, aware of how dependent not only um uh we are, but how dependent everybody is on technology and people were down in their indigenous dresses uh with their eyes glued to the smartphone. And actually not not the smartphones, but a a, a form of a phone where they can look at uh what's going on on the web and 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 text mm-hmm. and uh um so yeah and and what we were doing is that we were going down there and uh um to, to revisit our 17-year partnership that we have there. And uh, with pastors that are subsistence farmers up in the rural part of Guatemala, they were coming down to uh, Coban, which is in the mountainous area of Guatemala, about five hours north of Guatemala City. Uh, we weren't exactly sure what to expect because we hadn't seen them uh, since before the pandemic started. And we were meeting with uh, our new liaison there. So, um, you know, we were waiting for—so uh, you mentioned a story—we were waiting. For for uh, uh, our our pa- partners to come on down on a bus down from the northern part of uh, Guatemala City, so we had a couple hours on, on our hands, and so we went to a um, um, a a coffee plantation. And If you're still dr- drinking coffee right now as you listen to this episode, maybe it came from this plantation. Uh, uh, this coffee coffee co op goes uh, around five different uh, continents. And uh, I tell you, uh, so we decided to go over there, and we were without our translator, so we went on our own. Our driver was not familiar in the area and spoke limited English, so we used our technology. We called up Google Maps uh, to get us to the coffee cooperative, and we trusted it, uh, which was a mistake. So the route took us snaking through a barrio and then down a steep hill that bottomed out where we were met with a huge rut of some three feet in depth. Um, no going back up the steep hill, no way around it. The words, that nursery rhyme, what was that, little bunny food? Food Had to go through it. And so the driver slowly tried to cross the rut and bottomed out, becoming stuck. The front bumper was wedged into the other side of the rut. And on the, the rear side, one of the rear tires must have been dangling, a good two feet off the ground. And I don't know if you've ever been in that situation where one, hey, you trusted Google Maps and they, have you ever been in that situation where you trusted Google Maps? Plenty of times, plenty of times, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. And then some of you might say, hey, you know, I, John, I'll never find myself in that situation being on a small little road in Guatemala. I am not going to leave the um, the." comfortable confines of, of my couch here at my house here. Um, but chances are you have experienced the feeling of helplessness. Well, back to this story, Nate. We got out and we surveyed the situation. This man appeared from nowhere. He went over to a house and yelled something in Spanish. A woman appeared with a shovel. And then he yelled in Spanish over at another couple of houses and then turned to us. And in Unbroken English. We were back in the middle of nowhere. And uh, and he said, "Um, Don't worry. And then he said, We're in Guatemala. Anything is possible. And laughed. And within, within no time, there must have been 15 guys who appeared from nowhere and proceeded to go to the front bumper and lifted the front of the van, allowing the back tire that had been hoisted up in the air about two feet to get some traction. And slowly, we came out of the ravine and we went on our way, and uh, we had a chance to sip great coffee, and we had a chance to do a, a, a zip line in the canopy tour, where I went down on a sharp descent and landed into a tree, which was quite, um, quite, um, quite interesting. Um, but uh, anyway, back to this technology. Google Maps didn't uh, give a certainty with the best route, uh, but I met a guy who said a line, I needed to hear that day, which is, anything is possible. And a reminder that it is okay not to have certainty when we don't know what to expect. And that is the story of Pentecost. We don't know what to expect, and anything is possible. So, Nate, um, I'm going to talk a little bit more about the, the story of Pentecost and what it may mean for our life. What's the music you hope to share? Yeah, I'm bringing in, any every time we feel the Spirit, it's a great old um, spiritual hymn that I wanted to bring in today. We did it on Sunday. It was a lot of fun. So I'm bringing it to the podcast for today. Well, here's the prayer for today. And uh, after Nate's rendition of Every Time I Feel the Spirit, I'll be back to share the story from Acts and some thoughts. Here is uh, um, the prayer, and it is Spirit of the Living God. Spirit of the Living God, fall afresh on me. Spirit of the Living God, fall afresh on me. Break me, melt me, mold me, fill me, Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on me, Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on us. Amen. So here's the scripture that is read on Pentecost Sunday, and it's from Acts chapter 2, 1 through 21. It's a long passage. I'm not going to read all of it. I'll just read parts of it and invite you to turn to it uh, um, online, Um, and it goes such as this. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place, the disciples, and suddenly from heaven there came like the rush of a violent wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting and divided tongues as a fire appeared among them, and a tongue rested on each of them, and all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them ability. The passage goes on to say, Now there were devout Jews from every nation under heaven living in Jerusalem, and at the sound the crowd gathered and was bewildered, because each one heard them speaking in the native language of each amazed and astonished they asked are not all these who speaking galileans and how is it that we hear each of us in our own native language the scripture goes on to describe all of the different places where the people had hailed from and then goes on to say all were amazed and perplexed saying to one another what does this mean but others sneered and said they are filled with new wine and then peter in what is his first sermon stands with the eleven, and he raises his voice and addresses them, Men of Judea and all who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and listen to what I say. Indeed, these people are not drunk, as you suppose, for it's only nine o'clock in the morning. No, this is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. So there are some things that you may notice about this story. Uh, Pentecost is a miracle. But the miracle isn't that people spoke. People speak all the time. The miracle of Pentecost is that people were understanding each other. And that's truly a miracle, because think how seldom it happens. The Spirit came, and they were given this incredible gift, but the gift didn't just enable them to speak languages they'd never spoken before. They were speaking, and crowds were understanding. And that same Spirit at Pentecost created a people, and brought forth a community where before there was only division. And one thing to remember, and it is important, that the Spirit did not erase the differences between these folks in Jerusalem. The Spirit did not create one supreme culture. In the movement of the Spirit of Pentecost, the very thing that previously prohibited community, the inability of the person to speak to one another was overcome, each heard in their own tongue and understood And as it will do, the Spirit shows up, and that's another thing to uh, take away from this passage. Uh, And when it does, things unexpectedly happen. Things go sideways. When the Spirit shows up, the disciples and all Jerusalem pilgrims are transformed from a collection of dull, disparate individuals into people drawn by a common purpose, which the book of Acts goes in further detail as you turn the pages of what that means as they proclaim the word and hear it. It turns out that it doesn't much matter what language you speak or how much money you have or any other signifier. When the Spirit shows up, things happen. And I'm reading this text this year, influenced by recently being in Guatemala. I can't help but wonder where exactly the Spirit might show up today. So you asked... uh, uh, earlier about stories from Guatemala. And here's how the Spirit showed up for me last week. Uh, it was interesting how, again, how much we rely upon um, uh, translators, Google Translate, and then translators, live human beings who helped move us from English to Spanish to a Mayan indigenous language called Quechee. And then in meetings from Quechee back to Spanish, back to English. We went down there, not sure what really to expect after the last three years during the pandemic when communication has been hard. And one day we were in a circle and the pastors were talking about what it's been like. There are eight of them. Uh, There were actually, I'm sorry, five of them talking about what it's been like at eight churches that East Brentwood is in partnership with. Each one said in Spanish, at the conclusion of how they had talked about what's been going on, they said, it's been tough. But somehow we made it through with God's help. The translator repeated it back to me from Spanish to English, a language that I could understand, my own language. And I heard the words, it's been tough. But somehow we made it through with God's help. And I needed to hear that and hearing it deepened my own reliance upon God. And I'm back from Guatemala to say to you, I'm a witness to God's moving of the Spirit that moves you, me, through things, all things, and forward. Now, if I understand what's going on in this text, it is this. Whatever new thing God is doing in our lives and in this world, we can't totally perceive on our own. Whatever vision God gives us, we only get half of. On that day of Pentecost, it involved more than just Peter, more than just the disciples, more than the speaker, more than the hearer. Like using Google Translate, as I would try to go from English to Spanish. It's only to get half of. One way is only talking, but it has to go the next half, from Spanish back to English. For understanding to take place. Whatever vision God is giving you, you only get half of. Whatever vision God is giving us, we only get half of. And we need to find out who holds the other half. Again, whatever new thing God is doing, we can't perceive on our own. We learn from what vision God is giving to join with ours. On Pentecost, there was deep listening. It came from an encounter with the other. And that became fodder for the new thing that happened at Pentecost. Here's another thing I want to share, and it's a bit personal in my task as a pastor and as a preacher. My job as a preacher is to speak about God, because God is the subject of all of our preaching as pastors. Um, What we can say about a God who is and where God is for people in the moment in which we live. This week, there are two things that come to my mind here about that challenge. One is that the story of Pentecost is about God showing up in unexpected ways and through unexpected people. But that runs against the grain of how our life is increasingly becoming. For those of us who've become increasingly dependent upon our smartphones and the big tech firms that drive our apps, more and more of our every move is being programmed. Uh, We increasingly move within our own echo chambers of like-minded people. Algorithms are set to send us stuff that will make us feel good about who we are as we are. And through algorithms and apps technology, We can use these to determine how we sleep, how we eat, how well we enjoy what we eat. There are apps that let us determine if we really liked our meal or we didn't, Uh, how we travel, how we date, how we rate our choices and decisions. I found it interesting this week, uh, Kara Swisher's podcast, Way, I don't know if you listened to it, where this week she interviews Dave Eggers about his new book, The Every And Edgar said one of the things that led him to write the book about tech's ability to provide certainty in our lives is how a friend of his is a counselor at a college who says the main presenting issue she is seeing in students is that they are anxious about the ability about making choices. She says there are too many choices to make in a given day is what the students are complaining about. And they are far more anxious 10 or 15 years ago when she was also counseling college students. As they are coming in seeking help to make choices and need reassurance that the choices they are making are correct, tech offers help to us in becoming what I might call a better version of ourselves. So I wonder when we are increasingly spending more and more time in our apps and our eyes are in our phones and our moves are being monitored, how hard it is to be attuned to a God who doesn't necessarily provide certainty, but blows like an unexpected powerful wind and often blows us in the direction of listening to other voices that may differ from our own. And on top of this, I wonder, how can we speak of the eternal when the present seems only rupture. I acknowledge that often I don't know what to expect anymore. Now, a couple of years into the pandemic, it'd be nice to know what to expect when this season is over, to have blueprints of certainty for how to emerge from this time in our own lives and with a church that's vital. There are so many changes, and yet... I'm wondering out loud, what if the vitality of this, of our own uh, lives, what what if, if the vitality of this church's witness is totally dependent on our willingness to discern that, to recognize that when our biggest aversions, our greatest fears are really invitation to God's next new thing. Sit with that for a moment. Your biggest aversion, your greatest fear are really Maybe are they invitations to God's next new thing in your life? And the thought has occurred to me that we would do well to put the book of Acts on our summer reading list. Uh, the book of Acts is dealing with questions of what a person can say or how a person should act and what seems to be rupture and in impossible situations. In Acts, there is unimaginable change as you turn from page to page, and yet we See, as we turn the pages of the book of Acts, how the Word sets its course, it moves with or without us, and the Word of God through the Spirit finds a hearer. Uh, We have the encounter of uh, 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 Peter and the Ethiopian eunuch in in Acts 8, or um, Peter with Cornelius in Acts 10, uh, the conversion of uh, Saul to Paul and the Damascus Road experience. And so the the Spirit is just moving, moving forward in unexpected ways. And um, my job, our purpose is to try to catch up and then not to seize up. Because things are happening faster than we can keep up with, let alone stomach or understanding. Yet, nevertheless, we witness powerful stories of God doing a new thing in the lives of people and the community, as I did last week in Guatemala. So in what I've shared in this episode, I hope you found some connection. Uh, perhaps you could relate to the story of the van that was stuck. Uh, you're not stuck. This is, there is the divine spark of God living inside you that is always burning. And remember, with God, anything is possible. If with God, anything is possible, it means then that God is still at work in this world. And there is the need of every person and every generation to understand the the urgency of this moment for your life and for your faith and for the need to put things aside that weigh us down so we can run towards this word with the hope and the power of the gospel. The urgency is the same for every age of us to be ignited by a spiritual blaze and lifted by a vision of God's promises, power and intention for the world God loves. The task is never so as important than right now in this urgent time of opportunity and challenge. And finally, maybe there was, in what I said, a point of connection in your life and in the life of the church as we face our future, that maybe we hear God best through a person or people we differ from most. In your own life and in the life of the church, remember, you only bring half of it. And that can make us feel (laughs) uncertain. (laughs) Let's dream our half of it. But be listening to God's divine spark for the other half of it. Here is our prayer. Oh God, you show up in mysterious and unexpected ways. You show up like a powerful wind and dancing fire, bringing with you the reminder of warmth and the ability for us to hear one another. Show up in our lives today, where we are in desperate need of you, and the mysterious ways you keep showing up. In Christ's name, Amen.
0: Thank you for joining East Brentwood Presbyterian Church today for music, hope word, and prayer. To learn more about the life and ministry of EBPC, our commitment to being a Matthew 25 congregation, or to support this ministry with a financial contribution, visit us at our website, ebpctn.org, or visit us on Facebook at East Brentwood PC, or subscribe to our YouTube channel, EBPC Videos.